I'm Vince Roca. Did he say Venti Mocha? And I'm Michael Hutchinson. Still funny? It is still funny. I actually, um, for those of you who don't know who started listening, that's my son breaking his leg. Because someone asked, I don't understand what's going on behind you. I'm like, oh, that's that's my son who when he. Oh, someone didn't know what that sound effect was supposed to be for you. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) so that's what they asked. So they're not a dedicated listener. They are not. I think they just randomly picked one. So So. I get. Well, if they just randomly pick and they don't pick this one, then no one else is going to understand what that sound effect is either. Where we have (laughs) to explain it every every single single time. time? Yes, that's my son. How did how did that happen? Uh, Well, he here's actually here's the full audio. <laughs> so how did that happen? It's still funny. We'll recap. It is still uh, funny. Yeah. Um, he had uh, two 40-ounce bottles taped to his hands, playing Edward 40 hands. Two 40-ounce beers. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then he was on a half pipe on a furniture dolly. So riding a half pipe on a furniture dolly with two 40-ounce beers. And it didn't go so well for him. So and it opens with one of his buddies saying... This is going to be on Tosh.0. <laughs> yes. So his buddy recognizes that this is not going to go well. Yes, and if you listen. Stupid. Who are you going to be on Tosh.0? Dolly? Oh, oh, Daniel? Oh, There's nothing we can do about it. There's nothing we can do about it, bro. It's broken, bro. There's nothing we can do about it. There's nothing we can do about it. To me, it's still funny. To him, it probably isn't, but... <laughs> Uh, you know, hey, I don't know. He hey, he recorded it and he uploaded it. I think that's up on YouTube. It is on YouTube. Somewhere. It is on YouTube. Yeah, I don't know what, what how to look for it. But if you could see the video and see how like twisted his ankle there's probably is, it's like, just fallen. It, there's probably like a business card or something with that YouTube address that gets handed <laughs> that out. That probably to, is. So you could find it. So just each person. Uh-huh. Forget about it. tagging that correctly. <laughs> Um, so, uh, so this is such a rarity. You are in town and we are podcasting, uh, this fine day in April. Um, it's and, a beautiful uh, day out it here. Is, it's a gorgeous I day. I got the here. California yeah. hug coming in. I got an earthquake. I'm sure that was for me. Welcoming back. Yeah. I didn't feel it. Yeah. Most people didn't. It was I heard like about a three it. point something. Yeah. Or something. yeah. 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 No one cares that. about those out here. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, if freeways ain't falling, who cares? Uh-huh. <clears throat> and even if freeways are falling, if it's not near you, who cares? That's right. Eh, you know. I still got to get to work. Got to make money. Right. Uh, so you're in from Ohio and uh, how long have you been living in Ohio now? Uh, since September. So what is that? Uh, seven months? Seven months in Ohio and uh, still have yet to actually podcast. Do, do one of these remote podcasts <laughs> right? from Ohio to here. Working on it. You were going to build a studio there, and uh, you know, she have, told me she had. We're going to do the stuff, Kevin and, and Bean happen. thing, yeah. and uh, so yeah, it but only, it's getting closer. Like I, it, it only happens when there. you come into town. And <laughs> good uh, thing I come in here a lot. Uh, I didn't. I don't know if it's a lot. I think I've podcasted more with Martin in the last seven months than I have I with know, you. Didn't we do? Did it's going to be one last time or two. Maybe it was just one long. It's going to be special time. guest with uh, Martin <laughs> Bailey and no longer Michael Hutchinson. Uh, um, the last time I I don't know I don't know what episode is up is the most recent episode. I say yeah, the one I I sent you that. Remember, I had the issues of putting it up and then went back and forth on it, and then I told you it was all done. I do not remember anything. Oh, well, uh, yeah. episode 64 Martin movie time is the current episode that is, uh, up. so that but I guess the one before that was the one that I, 60... one before that is 63 environmental disaster and making a murder. Yep. That was our last one, February 26th. So, uh, a, a little, little over, over a month. month ago. 
It's not bad. Yeah. No, I guess it's not bad. A podcast once a month. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so this will be episode 65. Yeah. Um, all right. One of these days I'll get your studio set up. I, I will hopefully by the end of next week. Maybe I, I should have just, a, that. I should have that guy all taken care of. So just before what guy? Oh, the, I'm buying the Yeti, the blue Yeti blue. I think is what it's called. Uh, and you're buying it, you're buying it from some guy. Yeah. What you, it's like a hundred dollars. It's like 150. Uh, buy it from guitar this, center. How much is guy, he selling it to you? Uh, 80. Hmm. So that's why. All right, listeners, you that the reason that you're not getting more <laughs> podcasts is about seventy five dollars. Exactly. That that's it. Uh, I'm also unemployed and have been since uh, June. I, that's you know that's not our listeners' problem. That is not. That is mine. I right now, this I, is, I haven't even applied for unemployment. Maybe I should do that. Right now, this is your job. Uh, you willfully left your job, so I don't think you I couldn't anyway for... because we don't. As a teacher, there's something about that we don't put into that so i don't think we get it back i'm pretty sure we do not put into um but how uh, long does unemployment like you put into it at some point in your life I did, so how yeah. long does it last like, i don't know because i don't know when the last time i put into it as a substitute teacher we never put into it um but yeah but i don't i you've already put into it like uh, at some point i have yes you have you have your quarters don't you have your quarters in uh i have some i don't have a lot you don't have all your quarters in Medicare? Or? No, I've I worked at Magic Mountain. Um, I, I, you know, I had various jobs here and there, but I haven't had a job that does that since, well, I think I started subbing in 97 or 98. Deanna's aunt and uncle, who are uh, very well off, uh, they're very, they don't, you know, they're very well off, don't need to work, but um, her aunt uh, didn't have all her quarters and was approaching 62 and went and got a shitty job. Doesn't need to work. I'm going to be Doesn't a Walmart not need to work at all. <laughs> went and got a shitty job so she could get her quarters. Yep, <laughs> I have a feeling get, that I will probably be doing that because I, I'm pretty sure I do not have them. I have put into some Social Security and whatever, but I don't think mm. I have all of them yet. I have Deanna and I both have all our quarters. So, you know, we're, we're good to go as far as that, uh, that goes. Not unless it changes. <laughs> unless it changes, yeah. And unless it completely disappears. And, I mean, there's all of that sort of stuff. Who the hell knows? Um, but I mean, as of right now, we have all our quarters. Neither one of us are expecting to ever get a payment from, uh, social security. The quarters are for Medicare or Medi-Cal. And, um, if it changes, it's really probably only going to become more socialized medicine. It's doubt in the burn. It's doubt that doubtful that it becomes less. Well, even before Bernie won, uh, the Obama plan, they were calling socialized medicine anyway. Of course. Um, so that's why I use that term, not because of Bernie's current, uh, status, but because of, uh, our, what Obamacare is. So, uh, having your quarters in, it probably won't get to a point where you now need 12 quarters instead of eight or whatever. I think I should check quarters. it up. I'm sure I could probably go online and check it on. I know they right. do do they every year. Isn't it? They send you out the paper mm -mm. where you're at. They stopped in 2010. It was too costly to actually mail that paper. So, uh, I guess now you can look it up online. Um, I have the paper from a long time ago. Which yeah, so that's why that's the only reason why I thought they still did the paper. I never looked. I, but I'll, I'll have to check it out. See where see where I'm at. Yeah, cool. See if I have to be a Walmart greeter. Old old person speak here. The youngsters really <laughs> interested right? in quarters Woo! and Medicare, Medi-Cal. Um, yeah. 
So what's new, man? Uh, let's see. Well, you want you want a heaven story or a Daniel story? Oh, heaven story is always a good story. Heaven's, it's been a month. Oh, yes, it, it has been a month. So we know when we last left heaven. Wait a minute. Maybe we should start with Daniel. Heaven stories are usually happy. Daniel stories are usually know, pathetic. This, is, this isn't necessarily. <laughs> All right. We'll go with the heaven story then. Uh, when we last, last left heaven, I told you she was doing well. She had two jobs. Um, at, one was at the Olive Garden. One was at a place called the Half Day Cafe, which mm-hmm. is a, just like a little breakfast place. Opens at like 7 o'clock in the morning, closes at 2 in the afternoon. Um, she loved that job. She had a problem getting there on time. And there, there was a few instances where, you know, the boss would call her and say, hey, you're already late, and she would get there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it, it has happened and the boss is pretty forgiving because he knows that she was doing two jobs because she would work from like seven until 11 or 12 or two sometimes. And then she'd have to be at Olive Garden at four. And then she'd work from four to like 11 or midnight. Mm-hmm. So the boss was pretty sympathetic about that. And he, you know, there are times where she'd oversleep and he would give her a call and say, hey, you need to come in. Uh-huh. Well, there was a Saturday that she, I think she was scheduled at like, oh, I think she was open, supposed to barista. So she's supposed to be at 645. And I think she called in. At about seven thirty, she was supposed to barista. She knows how to barista. Yeah, they, they trained her to barista. So That's she cool. was she was started as a hostess, and they put her into hostess and then serving, and then they also started using her as a barista. Cool, um, because the regular barista only works Monday through Friday. He won't do any other. He doesn't do weekends. Yeah, you know, barista <laughs> soup Nazi. He's a funny barista guy. Nazi. <laughs> he is too. He's, yeah. he's so funny. Um, so she was late, and she called in. Actually, it may have been later than that. So she called. She called in on the Saturday, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Okay, um, you know, don't bo- don't worry about coming in today, but this better not happen again." Mm-hmm. The next Tuesday, mm-hmm. she's supposed to be there. I think at seven o'clock again. Mm-hmm. She calls in at seven thirty. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Well, we already got your shift covered." Because usually when you call in, you call in before your shift, right? Like, "Hey, I'm yeah. not feeling well. Right? I'm not going to be there at seven. It's right." Um, so she calls in at seven thirty. Supposed to be there at seven. Gets. Uh, they're like, "Okay, well, we already covered your shift. Right? Um, but you need to be in at 11. Right. 11.30 rolls around and heaven calls in. <laughs> Twice in one day, she, <laughs> she was late. So needless to say, heaven lost the one job that she really liked. The half-day cafe. The half-day cafe. She even, her and her roommate found a, an apartment closer to half-day than Olive Garden because heaven knew she's going to have an issue getting up and she really liked the job at half-day. And... uh Olive Garden. Her roommate works at Olive Garden. Yeah, right? she yeah. works at Olive Garden. Also. Right. So she's she kept the Olive Garden. Does she have a hard time showing up on the Olive Garden job? Well, <laughs> <laughs> we were talking to her once, and she's like, "Really? I forgot. It was like three fifty. She's like, "Hey, don't you got got to go over to work? You know, you're supposed to be at four, right?" She's like, "Yeah, but I got fifteen minutes before the manager has to clock me in." So she has to be there at four, but she knows if she's four four fourteen, she's okay. Four fifteen, she's in trouble because the manager oh, has to Lord. clock her in. <laughs> Right. The manager has to clock her in. If it's, if you're over 15 minutes late. The man, oh, the manager, then the machine, then you have to get the manager to help you <laughs> clock in. Yeah. You can't clock in on your own. Yeah. I see. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, work in the system. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's, that's the heaven story right now. She is loving But she also doesn't get paid for that 15 minutes. Because. Okay. They have a tipping wage. So her $2.13 or whatever it is she mm. makes, she doesn't care. It's but, not like it's, but the less time that she's there, the less tips she can get. Well, and that is true, but it's 15 minutes at 4 o'clock in the afternoon at Olive Garden going to make yeah, that much true. of a difference. Yeah, probably uh, not. It's not. It's not hurting much. Mm. 
All right. Yeah, so that's Tevin's story. Other than that, she's doing good. She likes her apartment. Her roommate's really cool. She's not going to be able to afford it if she doesn't get it, you know. Well, actually, she can. She she figured it out, I think, between her insurance, her all her bills there. Um, I think she pays seven hundred and fifty. And that's for a, a huge apartment. I want to say it's like two thousand square foot, two bedroom apartment. Wow. That they pay a thousand dollars for. Wow. Yeah. That doesn't happen out here, does it? No. Well, <laughs> you can get that apartment, you just ain't gonna pay a thousand dollars for it. Yeah. Uh, and it's not gonna be a nice area. No. Are, does she live in a nice area? Yeah, she lives in a really nice area. She's mm. uh, well, she's well, two thousand like minute feet? walk from, from how, many, my how house. big is your condo? Um twenty three i think oh, all right four something like that. i don't know for some reason the way that you described what was on each floor to me at one at one time it made it sound really small it did well when you <laughs> i was like when, i think this does, place is like it, 800 square feet or something it's like it does sound like it is small because it's it's a two-bedroom with this loft which they consider a bedroom because there's a bathroom up there also right this is where we stay mm. um it's a big just open loft area with a bathroom you and shannon stay in an open loft yes so uh, shannon's not a screamer no no, because, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> that'd be an issue. And then there, yeah, with, with three kids, there's a bit of an echo that would probably bank off of that ceiling. I'm assuming it's some sort of vaulted ceiling, right? It's a big vaulted ceiling. Yeah. So that's well, it doesn't uh, overlook it. It just overlooks the, the, the open part would be down the stairway, but yeah, you can hear but it. But if you rip a fart up there, you can hear it all the way down. You might be able to, yeah, you know, I'll have those, to try that. Those morning, uh, you know, morning farts, the loud ones. <laughs> uh, so the all beer, right. The beer farts after drinking. Yeah, there you go. Works. For me, it's the morning. I swallow a lot of air, I guess, while I sleep. Uh, yeah. Lucky Deanna. Yeah, they don't tend to stink. They're just, I just loud fart in the morning. <laughs> so it's like your morning ritual. Yeah. It's not like I can clear a room. I just, that's why I think maybe I just suck in a lot of air. Maybe I am very relaxed and I absorb air. I suck in air through my asshole or something. That's what know. it is. Yeah. It's kind of, I don't know what it is. Speaking of assholes, I saw this meme. Uh, I was, uh, I, uh, I was at a party and uh, someone was double dipping and then uh, completely unconnected to it. I saw a meme that said uh, on Facebook that people will have a fit if you double dip, yet they'll go home and eat ass and have no problem with that. (laughs) And I thought that's kind of funny, but isn't that the point of why I'm having a fit that you're double dipping? Because you might have been eating ass before you arrived here. Right right before, yes. (laughs) I mean, I get get what you're trying to say, but, uh, you know, I I don't want to eat whatever ass you were eating before you were over here, so don't fucking double dip. My biggest problem with double dipping is kids. Uh, Because, you know, they're fucking snotty little slobbery fucking hands and they get into stuff. Like, I'll eat the dip until the kids show up. And then I didn't touch on that shit. No, even my, just the chips. Yeah. yeah, my hands are off the chips. Oh, yeah. When they're fresh coming out of the bag into the bowl and I know that I can choose the ones that came out of the bag, I'm okay with that. But from that point forward, I'm like, this is all germ riddle. Mm-hmm. And you ever been to someone's house, particularly moms do this, like they put poor bag of chips into the bowl and then whatever chips are left, they pour them back into the bag for later. Like, oh, I have for, seen that, yeah. And I'm like how do I know that like before I got here, there wasn't already an open bag put in this bowl that had already been out before. I don't know where that it's been. Sounds like, like you're really overthinking this. No, I <laughs> there's, I don't know why. I mean, there's certain things that I guess I'm a bit of a germaphobe with, um, you know, cause I certainly go out in public and don't wear gloves and I don't fucking, uh, wash everything down. Although if I go to the supermarket, if there's no wipes, then I just use the cart. And I actually, I'm very, uh, uh, conscious of not touching my face after touching the cart. 
making sure that, you know, I'll, if I have an itch on my face, I'll use my wrist, kind of rub my eye or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but if there are wipes, I will wipe down the handle of the cart, the entire rim of the cart, the, every part of the top of the cart that I'm going to touch. Because, you know, sometimes you're not touching the handle. You grab the front of the cart to pull it along I know, with I, you. I never really thought about that. I, I will sometimes grab the and just do the handle of the cart, but I never worry about walking around. No, I do the whole fucking cart. I do the entire perimeter of the cart, and then I use the thing and wipe my hands with it. And then because. Hmm. Cart was like the second dirtiest or third dirtiest thing you're going to touch. Um, Cause you know, the fucking kids touch it and you know, people pick their nose and touch it and you're touching wet food and things or like moisture off of the fucking produce. And then you touch it and shit transfers. And uh, I think number one was like bowling balls or something. Public use bowling balls. I can see that. I know the bottom of women's purses are supposed to be one of the nastiest. That would be pretty bad, but that's just a collection of dirt. Like, I'm talking about like germs and bacteria. Like women's purse is a collection of like dirt that's kind of like falling out. Oh, somebody didn't turn off their phone. I know. It was Martin. Um uh, oh. Uh so anyway, um yeah, I don't know where I am with this. <laughs> I've completely <laughs> lost steam. All the ger- germaphobes. I've faded out. What's uh what's a Daniel story or is Martin's text particularly interesting? It wasn't. He just asked me where where I was at. Uh, that was the extent of his text. Uh, I have not responded. So that's, is that everything that's So that's the heaven new? story. Yeah. I don't know if there's uh heaven has not called me about leaving her lights on her in her car for a while. So that's good. So that has not died. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it for heaven. As far as Daniel. So Daniel now they've decided, well, Daniel lives in my house and he thinks it's too far away from Daniel LA. lives in your house uh, here in, California here in California in Ohio. Yeah. It's a, the three bedroom, well, four bedroom house. They rent three of the bedrooms. Um, and he's always for the, for the longest time, you know, he's trying to be a DJ and wants to do stuff in LA and the Hollywood. Now you were there last night. How green is the pool? Uh, It's getting very green. (laughs) But okay. So the pool is green. I know it's a different tangent here, but it's, so the pool's green, but you walk into the living room or sorry, dining room Mm -hmm. and there's four gallons of chlorine and diatomaceous earth in there. Like, they're getting ready to at some point. I just don't know when. Like, they're ready to, to throw down and get the pool blue. All right. I, yeah. Um, I mean, they bought the stuff. It's there. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to use it or not. <laughs> so it's a four-bedroom house with a pool in, uh, you know, here in California. Here in, in California. The, in the Newhall area. Newhall, which is, you know, 30 miles from L.A. 30 miles um, from L.A. And he rents four rooms. Go on. Well, they have three rooms. Three rooms, yeah. Because I keep three, the other Right. Um, so... He keeps telling me, you know, they're looking at moving closer. They want to move closer. This is too far out. They have people coming in the studio because he does music. Right, he's DJ and, music. And, yeah, right. and he, he, like, writes beats and stuff like that for people. Um, and, you know, he's like, well, people don't he want to come He writes beats? You don't write yeah. beats? Yeah, you, you do. Just kinda, is, well, okay. is that what they call it? Writing yeah, beats? Yeah, they, they make beats. I don't know. Writing, making? I don't you just producing kind of take beats. loops and assemble them, right? <laughs> oh, but there's an art to it. It's not like anybody can get on. Well, you can get on GarageBand, but are they going to be like the the hip ones? Everyone's like, oh, the little hooks on them. Actually, I just recently I was because uh, I I was mixing a short. I needed to find uh, some library music for a short, so I was doing some research, and there was two very popular songs. One by Rihanna that is a GarageBand beat that is straight out of GarageBand. Um, and there's was there's a lot of artists who say, oh, um, like Blink One Eighty Two or Coldplay or some one of those 
it was almost it was kind of a rockish slightly rockish uh band that they do all of their uh home record or not home recording but home making with garage band home music making with garage i've heard band. that also um when i was looking at the and then they go in the studio stuff, someone was telling me that i should just use garage band yeah then they go in the studio and then actually you know come up with original stuff but they use uh garage band as a temp so it gets used a lot it does and in the case of like the rihanna song i guess they use it as like a temp but then it just sticks so they're just like fuck it let's go with it <laughs> Um, and then, of course, people are like, hey, I have that loop at home from GarageBand. Yeah, but you didn't turn it into a fucking money-making song. Um, so who really owns the beats then on that? Oh, well, Apple's made them available. You can use GarageBand, Apple's loops and beats and stuff. They've made an entire library available for you to do whatever you want with and make any money you want off of it. It's yours. It's That's part of you know Mac OS of owning uh So she wouldn't necessarily own that song except for her lyrics. No, she owns the song. She can make all the money off. None of the money. None of the I know none of the money, gonna... but like if I wanted to use her beat that she's now using. You could use it. I could use the beat without yeah. having to get any kind of. And that's like, pers- I can't use her lyrics, obviously. That was like, precisely what I was doing. I was like, can I find something that is recognizable that is in the public domain that most people don't realize, you know, that is that you could just use? Uh, and I couldn't. I couldn't. But um, anyway, that was hmm. that was my goal. Uh so, but I don't think of it as writing beat. I don't, we're off on another thing here, but I don't think of it as writing beats. Like it, I fucking do it. And do I, I think but they do? And, you know, and he, and there's a, I'm not that big into music, but there is something to it. And, you know, he sets in front of his computer. He won't sit around and watch TV. He sits on his computer all day long doing all these different beats and stuff like that. I know. <laughs> and there's a lot of people who do. Um, but you know, I fucking 30 years ago, I DJed. So maybe that's why I have a different perspective on it. And, over the past 30 years, I guess 30 years ago, yeah, over the past 30 years, um, I have played with these various, you know, beat looping systems. I've owned them and uh, used them. And uh, and I've never found much of an art to it. Like, I can make a beat. And it sounds something. really good to me. I really like this. I'm yeah. going to add some snare here. Right, some- right. It's not, like, to me, it's not real music making. Um, but whatever. I don't know. I mean, uh, you know. Did you hear it recently uh, Disturbed covered Simon and Garfunkel? I have heard that. And uh, maybe I should pull it up. Um, my, my point, as I was just about to make with that, is like today, kids, I should, God, I fucking sound so old when I say the word kids. Today, people don't really make music. Like, there are no songs like, you know, fucking the doors or the Eagles or Elvis Presley or Chuck bear or big band, even way back then, like they're taking, they're taking some beat and just remixing it and putting some mostly meaningless words to it today. Like you just got to have a hook. That's all that matters. That's all that matters is the hook. But when was the last time you heard a song that had, that was about a girl's name? Like you would hear back in the day, oh, Sheila, or, you know, shit like that. I don't know, that's what you mean. Sarah, um, like artists wrote songs about girls they were in love with and told a story. And today you hear, baby, baby, baby. Because you don't know which girl it is, right? I, you know, I wrote this song for you. Right. And it, it's not it's uh, like you're so vain. I don't, who's, who's that written about? I don't know. Um, <laughs> right. I wrote this song for you, babe. I swear. Um, but at music today, it's, I don't know, it just doesn't have a... 
That's more about just fucking this bitch. You're a hoe. And that's not to say that I don't like it. I like Taylor Swift. I like, I mean, I, baby, 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 I think is a catchy tune. I'll sing it. I don't hate Bieber. Um, we've covered in the past that I am somewhat of a believer. You are a believer. Oh, um, did you hear his latest about the $2,000 VIP to see a cardboard cutout? I'd be pissed. No. What happened? <laughs> uh, in his Las Vegas show, uh, people paid an extra $2,000 for a meet and greet. Um, Justin Bieber decided he's too sad when he does these meet and greets, so he wasn't going to show. So he had a cardboard cutout there so people could take out take photos with the cardboard cutout of Justin Bieber. Nice. That was good so thinking. So he paid ten thousand I'm sorry, two thousand dollars for this nicer ticket VIP experience with Justin Bieber so you could be with his cardboard cutout. I would be pissed. That's nice. That's good. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I mean I hope he makes it. Did he it up personally the choose the cardboard cutout? That I don't know. I don't, and I don't know why he said it's, they make me sad. These meet and greets make me sad. Why would they make you sad? Um, all right. So anyway, I, I, the Simon and Garfunkel song, my internet seems to be down. Um, I know I just paid for even faster internet through Fios and, uh, I'm getting nothing here. Uh, let's try the, uh, the Firefox. So, uh, the Daniel story. Uh, okay. So he wants, so he, you know, he wants to be in the part of the music scene. He always talked about how Santa Clarita was too far um, to go, which if anyone's familiar, it is not too far. A, a lot of the music industry lives in either uh, the Valley or uh, Santa Clarita area because there's money there. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, uh, so last time I was out here, he talked about, yeah, you know, we're thinking about going down to like maybe Studio City or something like that, something closer because, you know, people I. He's like, I go to a bar out here and no one, no one does anything out here. You know, there's not going to meet anybody uh, who's in the music business out here type of stuff. Uh, or, if, or if you meet somebody, I, I can't be, or someone says, Hey, why don't you come do a gig or let's see what you got. I don't want to drive home for a half hour and I drive back. So mm-hmm. I guess like, I want to be closer. Yeah. I mean, it totally makes sense. Uh, so I'm like, oh, yeah. Cause you know, he's getting a pretty good deal for the price of a house with a pool and a spa. Well, deal is a different thing. I agree that uh, having a being in the center of Hollywood in a, you know, 10,000 square foot studio with the ability to bring people in and show them what you can do in a moment's notice is the best thing oh, well, for his ab- career. Absolutely. I, I absolutely those business cards so they can see where you're ab- at. Absolutely. I mean, uh, you want a location that's, you know, probably Melrose and Highland right in there. You know, it's a nice central location right there. Nice big building with a big parking lot. He needs cars. He needs parking. Well, you have, yeah, that is the best situation. I mean, you got to have valet parking actually. Cause those, those bins is absolutely stuff like that coming in. You know, if you're, you want to be in the heart of, uh, of the music industry, I am, uh, I agree a hundred percent. Okay. <laughs> So he's he, he's decided that that's where they want to go. Then that was in February. Mm-hmm. So last week I get a call. Actually, I think it was last Friday. I got a call and he was like, "Yeah, so uh, a next door neighbor um, has this ranch, which is like ten minutes further from where we live, so further north. It's a dirt road to get to. Um, it's actually a, a, a ranch. There's a bunch of houses on this. I've got like." Uh, 5,300 acres or 53,000 acres. I don't know. It's, it's a huge lot they have out there. Um, but the neighbor... And they own all the houses on all this acreage? Um, I don't know if they own all of it. Um, when Pam and Rick... When Rick's parents, I think, owned it and they recently passed away. They've been out there forever. Um, so they've kind of inherited it and then they had to buy out the other brothers. So Pam, your next door neighbor, it's her property. Yeah, it's, it's her property now, yeah. Fifty 
some hundred acres. Yeah. In New Hall. And I don't it's a dirt road to get to. I haven't been there, but Daniel says like ten minutes further. Okay. Than I'm just thinking from Pam's point of view of like if I just inherited fifty some hundred acres in New Hall, like that's a lot of money. <laughs> right? Cha ching. They want to go live on it, from what I understand. So I mean go- one acre all right. She's is, a ranch girl. She wants she wants to raise her horses and one acre out there is, I, I mean, if one acre in I don't the know, worst, I don't, like said, I don't know how far away it is. From in the everything. worst part of undeveloped area out there, maybe is only forty thousand dollars with no house or nothing on it. But when you say a thousand acres, that just became yeah, and four million said, dollars. And I know, I know that Rick used to go out there and go hunting on it. It's, it's a big. It's a big lot that they go hunting on. And All from right. what they told me, they have a bunch of Got these like different Duck houses. Dynasty property going on, it, like fucking <laughs> Phil. Right. I didn't realize it was that big. So uh, your neighbor, Pam, inherited uh, yeah, a, so, some and, acreage. And so they have one of these houses that somebody's moving out of. It uh-huh. was built in 1918. Uh-huh. Um, it's a dirt road to get to. Uh-huh. And, and Daniel and his buddies have decided that's where they want to live. Nice. That's good. Because rent is cheaper. So it goes from 600 to 250 $600 a month to $250 a month? Yeah. Wait, wait a minute. The three of them pay a total of 600 No, month? they pay 600 a piece. So eighteen hundred to two fifty each to seven. Yeah, to a thousand. Uh, so wow. they're saving they're saving eight hundred bucks a month. Wow, that's huge. That's huge. Um, For eight hundred, you, you, okay. you get private shuttle service from the center of Hollywood. Then <laughs> it is, and, and I understand. Yeah, that is pretty good. You know, ten minutes away, but it's a dirt road to get to. So during the El Ninos, I don't know if they're over with or not, but I don't know how that road pans out for that. We have a friend who lives in Castake, and yeah, there's uh, two times a year when the weather's really bad that y- she can't go home or leave the house, depending on <laughs> which end she was on when the weather got bad. Uh, so I don't, I don't know what that. I just know they said it's a dirt road, and I don't know how far the dirt road is. I mean, it could be a quarter mile, it could be a mile to get to that. Right. That I don't know. Right. Um, the house is built in 1918. Mm-hmm. Has no dishwasher, has no AC, no ventilation. It's, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's a three bedroom, but Daniel says it's pretty small. And the fuses on it, because I'm like, well, he said something about the fuses. And I asked him last night, and he's like, well, I think there are two 20 amps and a 30 amp. And that's what runs the whole thing. Nice. That's good. So 30, 70 amps? Yeah, 70 70 amps amps. total. And I'm like, I don't know if that's going to run your your gear. Being a DJ, you know, he's got the big amps and all that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff. And I'm like, you might want to check into this because I'm not so sure (laughs) you're going to be able to power anything. Mm. Uh, I'm like, remember when we'd be in our trailer and a 30 amp fuse and we'd have the AC on and then we'd run the microwave and the, and it mm-hmm. would pop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're going to be doing that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I don't think they think about that. They think electricity is electricity, right? right. I, I just plug blows. in and it doesn't right. matter. You just plug something in the wall and it's good. Yeah. And so I, you know, not that I, it doesn't matter if he leaves or not. Um, he mostly uses a computer. I mean, yeah. Any amps, if they were trying to, you know, make loud broadcast loudly, uh, then they're going to draw quite a bit. But the laptops and that sort of stuff is probably all right. The problem is, that really is going to plague him is air conditioning, is cooling the place down. Um, when They said there's one window unit. Yeah. For the whole place. So you've got four guys living there? Yeah, it'll be four guys, so yeah. 250 apiece. And each one has a girl over. That's eight people. 
Then they have a few other friends over. Yeah, the air conditioner isn't cooling that. No, it's particularly not cool, especially July. out there. It's and, not during the, the and you're summers, not making you're it's not making yeah you're not making <laughs> sweaty you're not making music and you know sweaty nasty, and then you want to try and fucking nuke a burrito while that air conditioner is <laughs> running and you've just run into some problems. And there's yeah, no and you have your there's radio no longer going. a pool. You ain't got a pool anymore. And so. it's not like they I, they do have all the equipment and they don't play it loud all the time. But they're so fucking that on, stupid. Having they're that living on. in Newhall in a house that has a pool that gets and girls. <laughs> it gets girls to take off 90% of their clothing mm-hmm. with just a question. You want to go swimming? To a, to a ranch. I can show you the picture. That's all you got to say. You want to go swimming, and you've just removed a typical girl wears, what is it, panties, bra, uh, socks, um, um, uh, shorts, shirt. So you got like five articles of clothing. You go down to two. Five to two, actually, right? shoes. And then you, six, and then you, seven, have, you have five to two. So you have that's the extra a, room. You got the bar in the back. That's 60%. If, it, if you go five to two, you've just eliminated 60% of a girl's clothing with just saying you want to go swimming. And my house isn't, my house isn't great. It's, it's not, you know, pristine by any means, but it's a nice house. It's, it's. Your house is a mansion to a 20 year old. Well, and they see what the, it's a, what, what the, <laughs> it is a house in the hills of Newhall, uh, with a pool. It is at, a at that age, yes, and that price, you have a pool and a spa, all right, and now, you have room for a bar. Is that a and all barn? That. Yeah, they have a barn also. I don't know. Yeah, they said it, there's a bunch of stuff and all that. Now, here's my thing about this property uh, and about this house. And uh, what I immediately think when you talk about this in 5,300 acres is this is a horror movie. <laughs> it is a horror movie. We can go out here and shoot. I mean... Talk to Martin. I Yeah. Uh I, but I didn't know, I don't, I mean, Martin's got property in uh, Alabama. Alabama, Alabama yeah. That's too far, but this is in Newhall. I can get cameras and a crew out to Newhall. Oh, we could do that for sure. To film a horror movie. And I had the idea for the, uh, the horror movie that pits people against each other that I told you about a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that barn would be perfect. We take people and put them in that barn and let them fucking kill each other. So, uh, so for a thousand dollars a month, we go film a horror movie at uh, Daniel's new pad. So I, I'm in praise of Daniel. I think this is good. We should use we should get stay on good terms so we can go film a horror movie at his new house. I just uh, I I don't understand. Like that's that that's where he wants to go to. I understand it's going to save them money, and I and I totally uh, I totally get that. But I don't quite understand going out there to go further away, and then just not knowing that I can use all my equipment. Like, I don't even know. I'm like, do you know if Wi-Fi is even out there? He's like, I don't know. He's like, well, there's cables that run to the house. Because there's cables doesn't mean you have Wi-Fi. He's like, well, if we want it, can't they just put it in? I'm like, no, they just don't run cable. That's uh, It's expensive for them to run cable over to your house for you to pay $80 a month. What is, uh, I just searched base nine. And I've got a lot of base nines here. That's that's Daniel stuff. Is base nine? Yeah, but how do I figure out which one it's? Oh, Meow Mix. I know that's yep, him. That's him. Meow Mix zero zero one. Because there's some other base nine. There's another group called Base Nine. Is oh, Meow the... Mix episode zero zero one has eight views on YouTube. Does it? I am going to be. We are about to be I'm view probably, number nine. I'm probably. I'm probably one of those. Hey guys, it's your boys Base Nine, and welcome to our first ever episode of the Meow Mix series. Here, you can find some of the freshest, sickest, illest, dopest, trillest music out there up to date. Tell us what you think. We'd love to hear your feedback. Stay tuned, and I hope you enjoy. So is this a show? 
No, this is now you just listen. Like, if you're at a party, or you're having a party, you throw this on, you get an hour of music just going on. See, this is, I can make this. This is not hard. <laughs> now, either, okay, either I'm ridiculously talented and this is hard, or this isn't hard. It's one of the two. Um, I mean, I, I've fucking done this shit for years. And I'm not really, I'm not trying to discount my life. And I believe there's like three meow mixes out there. I want to say there's three. There could only be two, but I think there's three different meow mixes. Well, this is uh, through Lucid Music Group. That's them also. Um, They have 35 videos up. Uh, Let's see. Check out the most viewed video. Um, Um, He did. I told you. Lucid uh, does not list. Oh, Lucid has 12 subscribers. And a total of 2,337 views, All channel right. views. So that's, that's not bad. Hey, they're coming along, 12 subscribers. Um, what? Let's look for their most popular. Um, their most popular song has 913 views. It's a Sean Menendez, A Little Too Much, Bass 9 remix. So, oh, so they just remixed somebody else's song. Yeah. Which, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, fucking plenty of DJs have made a fortune off of just remixing other people's music. Uh, yep. And there's just an article that Clint recently sent out to Daniel, I think, about how DJs don't even make their own music. Yeah, the uh, the, the most uh, highest paid DJs uh, in the world have never made anything. Yeah. All they do is remix other people, which is yeah. like Paul. I mean, Paul Oakenfall, I guess. Yeah, Paul, Paul Oakenfall was on the list. Um, a He's lot of the stuff, ones. Yeah, he, he mixes other people's stuff. Uh, Afrojack, I think, was on there. A bunch of the big names were on there, yeah. Um, um, Daniel did uh, do a score for music for a, a oh, movie. Got a remix of that, Miley Cyrus. Okay, go on. I'm sorry. Uh, that was up for an award for best um, soundtrack. Mm. I don't know if he got it or not. It was actually last weekend. He didn't say anything about it, so I'm assuming he didn't. Was this Wonderland? Because uh, the 2012 unofficial trailer is on here. I honestly don't remember what the... Oh, here is... Uh, this has 66 views. This is Shatterday, the Tony Lands type beat. If you're not familiar with who Tony Lands is, this is the Tony Lands type beat. This is totally like... I'm like, oh my God, is this Tony Lands? You recognize the, the Lands in this? L-A-N-E-Z. Oh, Troy. I'm sorry. Troy Lands. I, oh, see, that I made a difference. Yeah, I, 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 Tony, I understood. Troy. Well, I, we got I a long intro here. It's 18 seconds and we haven't even gotten to it. Maybe this is the beat. I don't know. I'm going to move forward. <laughs> oh. This is kind of like a nice little mellow beat, though. It's... What do you? What is it? What are you going to do with this? What is? I mean, I, I, I don't. I'm not. I mean, I guess you're going to sing. I don't know. And be like, uh, <laughs> oh, we should add a word. It'd be like, baby, baby, Ugh. something like that. Ugh. All right. So that is the shitty music of today. Not trying to hit on your or uh, diss on your kid, but so disturbed redid Simon and Garfunkel's "The Sound of Silence." Now I will admit this is kind of long. It's a great song. It is a great song. It's a great song. Um, they're uh, covering it. Was uh, was a good idea. And he sings it. He, I mean, he belts it. Uh, Disturbed has done a couple good songs. Um, they also did uh, Phil Collins one. 
which is a really good remake also. I can't think what the, what the name of it is. Yeah, here's where he starts to belt it. I always felt that uh, uh, Prince's, I think I might have mentioned this to you before, Prince's Erotic City would make an awesome uh, metal song. If we cannot make babies, maybe we can make some time. Fuck so pretty, you and me, Erotic City, come alive. Make a great rock song. Okay. Uh, uh, all right, so... So is that what Daniel did we finish? So he's yeah, that's got three pretty much fuses. it. So I, he hasn't told me for that. sure if he's going to do it or not. I, I really don't oh, he know. Ha- he doesn't know if he's moving yet. Well, so last. So night, is he moving out? Definitely. He just doesn't know if he's moving here or is that still up in the air? Well, he, he's not sure. Last night he said, it sounds like it's a go. But then I'm like, well, can you get Wi-Fi? He's like, I don't know, because Zev hasn't let us know. He, Zev is checking into it. Ah, if because Zev is like, if they don't have if they can't get Wi-Fi, I'm not moving. No. It's a quick internet search. You go to Verizon and you type in the address and it says, nope. <laughs> then you go to AT&T and it says, nope. I'm curious. Yeah. I'm assuming it has some kind of physical address on it. I mean, it has to, right? Yeah, it has to. It's got, if it has power, power to it. So. I mean, oh, and they also have well water. I don't know what that means, but they also run off a well. I mean, it just means that, you know, depending on how good the pump is, your showers are going to suck or they're not. <laughs> I've never used well water, I don't think, so I've never had to worry about it. I don't know. As long as the well isn't dry, I mean, you know, there's just a cistern of water under the ground and it depends on the pump. The pump pumps it up and uh, I, is there a water tower on the property? Or is I it... believe he did say there was, so you're okay. going to get better pressure that yeah, way. Yeah, you get better pressure that way because the pump then just has to get it into the tower and then you've got, you know, the pound, the pressure of water, which is like... Eight, oh God, it's so nerdy that I know this. It's like 80 pounds of water. So you get 80, 80 PSI of pressure that'll come out of a tower typically. And you'll end up with a decent shower. Yeah. But if the pump stops working and the tower stops filling, then at <laughs> you some point you run out of water mid shower. And that's when you go, oh, I guess the pump isn't working anymore. And then the pump needs to be replaced. Now, because I don't know the well, does the well run dry do you ever refill the well do does it something that's just underground that's a spring that's constantly going yes and no wells can run dry um and sometimes you have to then dig a new well that's costly that wouldn't be daniel's problem no although he would be stuck in trying to figure out what to do and then <laughs> With you no water. order what well you order water trucks which is expensive too to then come and fill your uh tower um but uh yeah it i mean most of the time if the well's been dug and it's been good for years, it's probably going to be fine. It's not until something new comes in the area. Uh, some friends of ours bought a house in uh, Stone Canyon, Sand Canyon over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a really fucking awesome neighborhood. They had got a, they got a great deal on a house that um, they, they bought cheapest house in an expensive neighborhood. But apparently, uh, there's a gorgeous insanely awesome house built on five acres that is allegedly bill murray's um and all the residents and everything have called it bill murray's house and that because bill put in a lake and drained their well to fill his lake (laughs) and then paid and that this pissed people off but he paid to then bring i don't know if it's like city water now comes in to refill the the well or I'm not sure how it works. 
Um, but there was that was her whole thing is there was an issue with Bill Murray's house and his lake and the fucking draining of their water. And now they have to get water elsewhere. So a bunch of neighbors hate him. On a side note to this, the property, I mean, I, I could pull it up, I guess, on Redfin and then tell people the address. But um, <laughs> the property, we drove around it and then I looked it up online, is amazing. I mean, it's this beautiful, it's got a fucking lake that, with an island in the center and a, an enormous house, uh, enormous gates. I mean, it is the most gorgeous thing that you could ever imagine. It's up for sale or it was up for sale for three million bucks. And that really captured my mind because I was like, I can buy a lake for $3 million. Yeah, that doesn't sound very much in that area. No, it, it wasn't at all. Um, but, like, how, what do you do with a lake? Like, how do you – you have to take care of it. It's going to drain. Do you get a lake guy? Like, you, people have a pool guy. Is there a lake guy? Like, where I don't do you, think there's a lake guy, but I – How do you even build a – like, who do you call and say, I want a lake – this whole thing just really fucking blew my mind of like, <laughs> I need some heavy equipment out here. Let's just start digging. But it's not that simple as digging a hole because you can't just dig a hole and fill it. It just drains back in the ground. So did they cement the lake? Like, could you I put in cement it, but there's clay be, or yeah, it's probably some sort of clay or something like that. Um, so I, I, yeah, cause cement doesn't seem like it'd be very, no, then you, good. you have a pool and he, and he's got like, you could, drive these little like duffy boats or like little i guess little outboard motor boat around your lake the electric ones um yeah and i would i guess we would get and the house looks out onto the lake uh it's so get like a jet ski or two cruise out there maybe the lake isn't really it's only five acres the lake isn't really big enough to uh to you know really enjoy a jet ski on uh, that's why I was thinking like a little. Well, if you could take a Duffy boat, you should be able to like take a jet ski, like one of those stand up ones. Like that'd be perfect because you don't need a lot of room for that. Um, no, I'm looking it up. So it's going to be boring radio. Oh, great. If I can remember where the hell it is. Well, you said it's out in San Canyon. Well, there's a lot of roads off San Canyon. There is a lot of road. Outside. San Canyon is a beautiful area. I like San Canyon. Well, who doesn't? I mean, you know. Lost Canyon, and <laughs> so um, uh, you need to fill air. Uh, well, I, I was gonna. I, I just, uh, we got uh, yeah, we live in a condo. I know. I was looking yeah. at my notes here. I'm like, uh, let's go with uh, this one. Um, so we live in a condo. You have notes. I, well, yeah, that's just, impressive. Sometimes right? I make notes. Usually, I don't. Make um, notes. So we we live in a condo, which means we have a homeowners association, and once in a while, I'll leave the trash cans outside. So, and the, 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 the Nazi guy, he's not really a Nazi, but he's like the guy who thinks he's in charge of all the condos. There's only four, uh, no, I think there's seven condos there. Um, so you mean like the soup Nazi? He's like the condo. He is like, yeah, he's like the condo Nazi. He is, um, Hey, you can't do that. You can't do this. Um, if anything's outside, whatever. So for on each side, there's what they call the common areas and, there's porches on the two outside condos and they have like the little like three foot brick wall that goes kind of wraps around. And then there's the entryway into those two condos. We have our own entryway and a garage and all that. Uh, there's been trash cans out in this one entryway. It's an older lady who lives there. And uh, the guy, Todd, Todd is his name, is the one who would come in and bring the trash cans into her and put them out in the front, which is considered the common area. 
and he takes all the other trash cans. He doesn't take ours because, well, that's a whole other thing. Um, we've told him to leave all our stuff alone. Um, and I would leave my trash cans out. It get trash gets picked up Wednesday, so I leave them out um, Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I bring them up to the the garage, but I wouldn't actually put them inside the garage. So they would be outside my garage where no one can see them from the street behind my car. Um, and because they were out there past Wednesday night to Thursday when I brought them in, he he would um contacted the homeowners association to give us a fifty dollar fine that our trash cans were out. So I went ahead and complained, saying that he's harassing us because he's the one who takes this other lady's trash cans into the what's called the common area. And he's been doing this for at least five years. That's how long Shannon has lived there. Yet he's complaining about ours. And I, I rewrote them this whole letter about the, how uh, this guy keeps harassing us about certain things, which he does. It's not the first thing. Um, Shannon's had to change his, her locks because when she first moved in, um, he would find packages on her doorstep mm-hmm. and walk them inside the house. Um, yeah, she has a dent on her car because he would take the trash cans and set them right outside the garage, which is the reason why they don't, she doesn't want them touching them. So as she would back out, she would end up hitting them if they were, mm-hmm. uh, in any, any sort of a blind spot or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so yeah, that's the homeowners association. So we're fighting back and forth with them. We did get a $50 fine. And, um, he says that we left them out because we left them out overnight. There's no city code on it. Cause I called him out on that. The city code is they have to be off of the curb by a certain time. Yeah, it's the same here. But it doesn't say once they're off the curb where they're at. So they weren't left on the curb. They were left in front of my garage where no one can see them from the street anyway. It's like if I if you owned a house and you didn't put them in the garage, would anybody care? No. I mean, if your your neighbors probably have trash you have trash cans outside your house, not in your garage. Yeah, but you're you're not supposed to see the cans from the street. And you couldn't. Yeah. Uh, my cans were right next to the garage, and then we park our car outside there. So if you're driving down the street, you wouldn't notice that there's cans there. Uh, so we, he says that we left them out overnight and brought them uh, and, until Thursday at some point. Um, we have filed against the homeowners association to where we want a trial with the homeowners association, where he they have to bring evidence against us that. Um, their trash cans were left out overnight. Now, I haven't heard back yet, so it should be interesting if they're actually going to take us to the, the hearing, the Homeowners Association hearing about this. Um, because he ha- really has to show that our trash cans were out there all night, but, like, one photo wouldn't do it, right? Like, if I have trash cans out at night, it could have been 6 o'clock Wednesday night. <laughs> know what I'm saying? It's it, Unless you have something timestamped constantly. I know what you're saying. <laughs> I think you're being crazy, but all right. Well, this guy... I mean, he's being crazy. He but, is being crazy. Yeah. Uh, there's no other... There's like seven or eight other condos there, and this no the, one complains. This is the typical neighbor bullshit. Yeah. I've had a car parked in front of my house for four months. I, I was going to ask you about the, the station wagon out there. Like, I don't know. Is that a cross? Like, it, it doesn't to the bother anybody. Their car, the car broke down, and they parked it in front of my house. And I talked to her in January, and it, they parked it in front of my house in November. And in January, I talked to her, and uh, oh, I don't, did I tell you the story? Her mother died. No. All right. So the people, are you done with your story? No. Well, that's pretty much you're it not, right now. Nazi we're, we're going, yeah. It, it, but it, the, <laughs> the the people south of me. Actually, I should rewind a little bit. The people north of me, where I built the block wall, mm-hmm. uh, in June he died. He had a oh, yeah brain brain cancer. So um, the they. Mostly the wife up there had given 
you know, there was some grief or some hassle over putting up the wall. Uh, there was a chain link fence there. They could just look there. I'm on a hillside. They could just look down onto my property. And, uh, you know, I didn't like the privacy. And, but addition to that, I didn't like the chain link fence. It's just, it's ugly as sin. And what I really hated, they're nice people. I really like them. I mean, they're, they're, I have no problems yeah, with them. Yeah, I've met them before. They've been yeah, barbecue nice. and stuff like right. that. Right. But I would come home from work or Deanna would come home from work and their kitchen is right there and they could see us and they would say, hello. And I don't want to live in an apartment. I don't want to say hello to my neighbors every day when I'm coming home. And that totally blows my mind. Like Cincinnati, well, Ohio, there's no, I think I've said this before, that they don't have fences between their yards. Yeah. yeah that's I don't thing. understand. They're yeah. like, well, why do you want one? Like, because I like my privacy. Right. I like my space. Yeah. Uh, that'd be a great name for a website. Uh, anyway, so uh, so they gave me some hassle about building that wall um, and whatever. It went up and everything is fine. So he died of brain cancer. He was he was really good about it. The wife was the one that was a little more hassle. Uh, but anyway, he died in June. Um, just or No, I guess it was May. It was just before we left for Europe. The funeral was in June when we were in Europe. I sent a card. So... Uh, I had as, I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast, but I talked to you about it. I had problems with the fence now on the South side of me and the neighbor on the South side, there's a chain link (laughs) fence. And, uh, just before we left to go to Europe, uh, I cleared the, there was crap growing through the fence, um, you know, trees and bushes and everything. And it was yanking the fence down. Like the fence had been pulled, uh, about two feet from plum, uh, was being pulled over. And the dogs were barking at each other through the fence, our dogs and their dogs. It was a problem, problem I needed to address. So I had to clear off all the branches, release the fence and fix the fence and put up, you know, a, a new screening material into uh, the chain link fence. I didn't want to spend the money on a block wall because it's expensive and I don't really care on that side because I'm looking down on them. Not, you know, it's their <laughs> problem. Anyway, uh, I had a hassle with the woman who owns the house. Um, and, uh, you know, cause basically, I mean, once all of her, her whole hillside was beautiful and lush because my sprinklers were growing it and they were growing on my side and just growing through this fence onto her side. I had a bunch of branches and wood that looked like shit. And she had a bunch of lush green. As soon as I cut my branches and wood, all her lush green dies. So her hill <laughs> turned to shit. Like it really, this whole situation screwed up her hill. I understand where this woman was coming from. Um, but it, unfortunately it's just a problem that had to be dealt with. It was ruining the fence. You know, we needed, it's something that we both need to fix. By the way, I fixed the fence. I paid for the cleaning of the brush on my side, the cleaning of the brush on her side. I spent $1,500 to clean her side. I spent a thousand dollars for the screening material on the fence. I repaired the fence. I paid everything out of pocket. She was still a pain in the ass. Anyway. Uh, so that got completed in like August in September, she had a heart attack and died. Oh, so I did not know she died. She had a heart. I didn't know either until uh, February. And yeah, until February. So, or January, I guess it was just the end of January. So she had a heart attack and died. And I was like, so I didn't know that um, the dogs would bark. We got, we had Kahlua at that point. We got a, uh, we couldn't stop dogs barking. So we got uh, a foghorn, a bullhorn, like boats use. Mm-hmm. And when the dogs would bark, we'd go blow it. And it would stop. It stopped my dogs from barking completely, and it would shut up Kahlua. Her dogs would continue to bark because her oldest dog is deaf and couldn't hear the horn anyway. But uh, 
So finally, in January, the daughter had gotten pissed off and came over with the dogs to talk to me. And um, that's when I found out that her mom had passed away. And she didn't know that her mom and I had already like been dealing with this dog stuff and the fence stuff. So I had to bring her up to date. Um, but in that moment, I was like, oh, my God, if you fuck with me with a fence issue, you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> like, cause it happened on this side and now that side, like if you do not respect my fence, something's going to happen to you. And I was like, there's a weird curse that's <laughs> happening here. If everybody were just cool with Vince's fence, they'd probably still be alive. Um, it's kind of weird. <laughs> so at that point, like, I don't know, I sort of squared things away with her and she's like, we need to do something about it. And I'm like, the solution is just keep your dogs off the hill. Cause my dogs don't <laughs> bark. Her dogs come up to the top of the hill and then we'll bark for my dogs to come out. Like our dogs will be in here. They'll hear Dottie bark. That's one of our dogs. And they'll run out there to go bark at her. So this car is parked in front of the house. And, uh, and I was like, so it's her mom's car. And um, they were driving it, but it stopped working in September. In, I'm sorry, in November. And I don't know why they didn't park it in their driveway or in front of their house, but they parked it in front of my house. So I'd spend, now it's, it's end of January. It's been sitting there two months. And I'm like, when are you going to move this car? And she's like, oh, I guess we could roll it back. I'm like, I have to put my trash cans. I can no longer put my trash cans there. I have to put them up further, which on the other side of my driveway, which isn't a major deal. But also if guests come over, like they can't park right there. Like it, it is right in front of your, it's house. in front of my house. It's like, not like why? It's not even closer to their house. No, it's no, it's in, it's near my driveway. It's, and you would think it was my I, car. I, yeah. I would assume it's. <laughs> And I'm like, I, why do I want a fucking, I don't know, 2004 Escort in right, front of my fucking house? Um, I mean, it, at least if it was a nice car. Um, you know, but so she says to me then, she's like, oh, my brother's going to take care of it and it's going to go away in a week. I, do you want me to move it? And I should have just said yes. She's like, do you, I can, do you want us to roll it back or something and put it in front of our driveway or in front of our house? And I was like, well, if you're going to move it in a week, that's fine. That was February. So here we are. So Hunky, why haven't you called the city? I don't, sometimes I hear them arguing. I know they're having a, a tough time. Um, the The mom didn't have much money. I don't know if she had uh, life insurance. She was. I don't know if she was completely divorced, but uh, she was in a divorce, and uh, the ex might have some claim on the property. I've seen them doing some cleanup, so I have a feeling like they might be prepping to sell it. The daughter is like under 30, 25 ish. And the son is like 20. And if they haven't, if that house hasn't been hawked up, there's a lot of equity in that house. And I can imagine them going, holy crap, we're sitting on, we can walk away with like over a half a million dollars. Didn't you say that house has some work to need to be done to it? A house needs a ton of work, but it's still worth, you know, I don't know, 800,000 bucks. Um, so someone can buy it for that and do the, the work. And I mean, it, it, yeah, fascia board and stuff like that, new roof, but I mean, you're talking twenty, thirty thousand $30,000 worth of work. Uh, but if the husband is still or the ex, the father's still involved, then he may have a stake, a claim to that money. So I've heard arguments and stuff come out of there and I just kind of feel bad. I just kind of like, I don't know. I, I want to run into her and just be like, Hey, that car. 
And I don't want to be an asshole and just call the city and then have the car towed, which I've thought about doing, but I feel like it's such a dick move. Well, it uh, is, but it's also been like five months in front of your house. <laughs> yeah, but isn't the right thing for me to do is to say, hey, you, can you guys move this car? But on the other side of it, isn't the right thing for them to do is just move the fucking car? Yeah, because it is. But they're right also, tw- they're 20 years old and they don't, these are things that don't occur to 20 year olds. No, absolutely that not. Having someone else's car annoyingly it's a, it's parked a public, in front of your house. It's a public street. So why, right. what difference does it make? Now I did think about going and buying like a piece of shit, $300 car and parking it in front of their house <laughs> so, where they put their trash can so they could go, Oh, I get it. Now. Got my sob. This sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they would go, I'm sure they would call the city and have the car towed, but then the city would mark that car and then they would mark this car. Anyway. So there's a car in front of my house. What the fuck were we talking about? We're talking about trash cans. We're talking about trash cans. We went on to, we went on in the curse events. So this is the house and I, uh, the house is the Bill Murray house. Uh, and I guess it's actually three parcels. So if you bought, uh, there's three houses on the, that share the lake. They're all behind one gate. And I guess if you bought them all, it would be two, four, five, about 6 million bucks would get you all three houses. Um, when I had looked at it before, I thought it was just one, but, uh, if anybody's interested, is it the, the, the address is, is it like the one that Mark and Brian lived off or Mark lived off of in San Canyon. I don't know. The address is 26901 triumph Ave Canyon country, nine, one, three, eight, seven, 26901 triumph Ave nine, one, three, eight, seven. If anybody actually wants to see it, if anybody's listening, <laughs> wants to see it, check out the bill Murray. Well, house. cause here, if it's really even the bill Murray look, house look, anymore, look, peek over here, take, take a look at, I don't even, it doesn't matter to me. They claim that it was bill Murray. I don't even really care if it was bill Murray's house. It just captures my imagination. Like here's this amazing driveway and then here's a fucking lake. And there's like a gazebo in the center this was the house right here, which is enormous that like is whatever apparently belongs to Bill Murray. And that has these beautiful views of this lake. But it, my mind is just captured of like, who owns a lake and how do you own a lake? And what do you, how do you take who owns care a lake of a lake? In a drought? And uh, like, I don't fucking. We're in a drought and you own a lake. That is the epitome of just gluttony. Like, <laughs> well, like I don't own, money. like fucking people live in 20 million, $30 million mansions in Beverly Hills. Like the, the playboy mansion was just on the market for how much? 200 million, $200 million. It doesn't have a lake. It, it has a grotto though. <laughs> it has, a, but that's part of the pool and it has a tennis court and it has uh, its own little zoo, which, okay. A zoo is some cages that and you put some animals in. It has what? A roommate. If you bought the house. Oh, uh, you'd, you'd have half. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Playboy Mansion is the largest redwood, f- privately owned redwood forest, or maybe it's the largest redwood forests in L.A. County. It has the most redwoods on that property than hmm. any other property. There's something, some weird statistic about that. No, they grew there. and they, they Yeah, they've grown there. Um, but, uh, but there's not even a lake there. And so when I saw this in this lake, I, I, it still fucking just blows me away. I yeah, want to know. It's not Beverly Hills. It's like not... I go out and I put chlorine in my pool and I have to vacuum my pool. Do you do that with a lake? Do you vacuum the lake? Do you, how do you? I'm assuming not, no. You I... take water from the well and you fill the lake. That's how we got on you this. You throw some fish well. in there and they, they clean up the lakes for you, right? Isn't that the idea? Um, the whole ecosystem out there? Right, but I don't know how to do that. So is there a guy? I, and I would worry about like... I hate mosquitoes. And not that we have a lot of them out here, but if you have a lake, you would that's probably stag- have mosquitoes. That's stagnant water. Right. Um, I, it, uh, I just fucking, I don't know. If, if anybody knows something about a lake and wants to tell <laughs> Give me. Give us a call. <laughs> uh, we don't have any phone lines. Oh, that's but. right. 
Uh, anyway, so what else is new? What else is on your list of stuff to talk about? Oh, I do have uh, who said it, George Wallace or Donald Trump. Oh, my God. I know, because who does the, George Wallace is a racist, in case anyone who, who doesn't know that. Isn't he a comedian? No, George Wallace was a politician. Uh, let's see, does it give a little history of George There's Wallace? a lot of these, though. There's like who said it, Donald Trump or... Uh, Kanye. Yeah, Kanye. And then, oh, uh, you remember that movie, Idiocracy? Mm-hmm. There was who said it, the president from Idiocracy or Donald Trump? <laughs> Yeah, that was a good one. So what do you got? George Wallace? Uh, or Donald yeah, Trump? this says uh, renowned racist George Wallace or Donald Trump. Okay. So give it to me. Okay. Let me get there. Let's wrap get there. up with a game. I love black people. I love white people. I love yellow people. Who was it? Um, well, since George Wallace is a racist, I don't think he loves any of those. So I'm going to say that's Donald Trump. But the racism. <clears throat> oh, really? It is George Wallace to call people yellow. <laughs> It's a sad day in this country when you can't talk about law and order unless they want to call you a racist. So it's a sad day in the country when you can't talk about law and order unless they want to call you a racist. Oh, that's the line. It's a sad day in this country when you can't talk about law and order because you get called a racist. Um, I'm going to go with Trump again. George Wallace. <laughs> You're batting a thousand here. Uh, I, I, I guess I'm supposed to think it's George Wallace and it's Trump or something. <laughs> I'm owned by the people. I mean, I'm telling you, I'm no angel, but I'm going to do right by them. Oh, well, Trump wouldn't say that he was owned by the people. So that's gotta be George Wallace. <laughs> You're wrong again. It's had, I said, okay, okay, okay. Uh, uh, he does have, have you read his stuff? Like, uh, oh, um, someone analyzed him on, was it Kimmel? And uh, the power words, the the grade level, he speaks at a fourth grade uh, level, but he restructures his sentences to emphasize power words at the end, almost like a comedian restructures a punchline. And almost like Hitler does his. Yeah. And, <laughs> and he uses uh, these very specific. Uh, yeah, I did find it interesting what what level he does his speeches at. So people and how many syllable words he'll use. An like independent he- company. Uh, analyzed all of their uh not inaugural speeches their commencement speeches analyzed all of the candidates uh commencement speeches bernie sanders spoke at the highest which was like 11th grade i think hillary and like rubio and ted cruz like three or four of them Oh, Bush uh, Jr. Well, whatever. Bush was up there as well, like sixth to eighth grade. Or I think they were eighth grade. And uh, the lowest was Donald Trump uh, speaking at a fourth grade level. And it's not to say that his intelligence. I found it more interesting in this. It's not to say that Donald Trump is as smart as a fourth grader. But to excel in business, that's the level of speaking you need to do. Well, it's clear and precise. I mean, it's kind of right. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone understands all your words. Yes. And that is unfortunately, but it is true. And that's how he gets so many followers because I can understand what you're saying. Right. I don't understand. You throw uh, democratic socialism at me. I don't know what that means. Exactly. Uh, We we don't want to be socialists. We do not want to be socialists whatsoever. So don't be throwing. When you say, when you say tremendous, 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 (laughs) I understand. I understand what it is. Build a wall. Oh, okay. Yeah. No problem. We're going to stop illegals. Just build okay. a wall. Yeah. Build and wall. I'm going to make Mexico pay for it. Absolutely. Because uh, that worked well for you, building a wall, didn't it? Stop like, like doing they, drugs. Didn't you build your neighbors? How'd that work out for you? 
Uh, oh my yeah, my wall <laughs> situation. Yeah, that worked out in the microcosm here. Yeah, either either side. That's that's done great. But I I, I agree that wall building like there's no there's no that's, that's not a solution. It's not a solution, and and making Mexico here's pay the, for it is never going to happen. Here's the massive problem with that. Um, building a wall. What you're trying to do when you're building a wall is you're trying to stop, you know, drugs from coming in this country. You're trying to, of course, illegal aliens that apparently rape all our people here. But you're closing a border completely. Now, in the uh, as we learned from Blow, I guess it was the 70s that cocaine came about. But uh, George Jung bringing cocaine in, in this country in the 70s slash early 80s. There's four people doing this new drug called cocaine. There's one farmer in Mexico that's, you know, making cocaine. Like, if you end it then, the farmer just starts making, I don't know, cotton or tangerines or something else. (laughs) Something he's going to make money off of. But more people start doing cocaine, more farmers start farming cocaine. Then more farmers start employing more people. Then those people who make their money off of cocaine start shopping at the local Starbucks with money they made from cocaine. The local Starbucks strives and employs people for money that came from cocaine. A whole fucking industry is created. Like you build oh, a wall and you no longer allow cocaine into this country. That sounds good. But you've just decimated entire fucking financial systems of people who live there. Do you really think that they're going to be happy with that? No. You really think there's not going to be an uprising when you just took the livelihoods of hundreds of thousands of people all the way down to the Starbucks, the McDonald's, the Walmarts, all of their businesses? Well, yeah, it's not the trade. just fucking ended it. making all the money, right? I mean, it's the little people who are... Who are they making, all get paid. It's you, the farmers who are able to afford things for their kids. They all get paid and they all buy goods and services in their neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And to be like, oh, well, they'll just start making tangerines. No, they won't because the demand for tangerines isn't there. <laughs> like, you have to replace it with something and i look we have a fucking problem our problem it always comes down to population that is that is the heart of our problem there are too many fucking people that is simply it like raise minimum wage to 15 dollars an hour well then a computer is going to start doing their job and people are going to be unemployed then what are they going to do here's the solution fucking don't have people (laughs) (laughs) right and and yeah, we talked about heaven's minimum wage. You know, she's not worried about Olive Garden being there at, at two dollars, and I think it's like two thirty or something. I mean, it's I, I believe it's under three dollars is what she makes per hour there. Right, plus Cal- tips. Yeah, plus tips. But California, at, uh, if you're making fifteen dollars an hour, do I really need to tip you at this point as a server? Like, I understand heaven's making two dollars an hour. I tip her to compensate. Well, yeah, that. but that's the same thing right now. Is here you make nine nine dollars or ten dollars an hour? Do you really need to tip him? The whole Look, the whole fucking tipping thing is bullshit. And I agree. I do it, and I and I agree it's bullshit. You you get paid to do your job, and I, and I, I the guy do at Carl's Jr. brings me my food. I do not tip him, but he did the same thing that Heaven does. Yes. <laughs> yeah i i I don't want to tip people. I don't want to tip people at all. I don't feel that they like the pizza guy just drove and delivered me a pizza. He didn't make it. He just brought it here. And I'm giving him money. I'm tipping him for what? For driving it here. But I tip him all the time. I tip him $4 so my pizza shows up. And I don't gripe about it. But I don't want to do it. Exactly. That's the way I am. I still do it. I, I, tip, I always and I tip. T- and I, I always tip nice because I want to make sure if I ever use that service again, they're going to hopefully remember me. Right. But, you know, a bar like a bartender who, you know, undoes my cap on my beer and hands it to me. 
Yeah, it's ridiculous. Can you just hand it to me? If you just want to grab it out, I'll, un- I'll open it. I'll keep my buck. The one that kills me the most is when you're in Vegas and you walk out in front of a hotel and some prick hails you a cab and I have to give him money for doing that, <laughs> for raising his fucking hand that I could easily... like That you're in line for anyway. I mean, You have to wait in line and then when you get to the front of the line, he waved the next cab over and you have to give him money. Yeah. This is, I, I, that one fucking just kills me and if you don't give him money you get the dirtiest look from him mm-hmm. and the one in vegas that well and anywhere but especially vegas that people never tip and they work the hardest are the maids oh absolutely people never leave money on their bed for the maid but the maid does i mean she's coming in and cleaning up your fucking cum stains that chick your deserves puke, your she deserves a tip it's, more than yeah. anybody more than the person who's taking the fucking top off of your beer <laughs> i and i agree and i uh, I, I do. Heaven and I go back and forth about that because she's a server. She thinks she deserves it. And because she's not out here anywhere, because she is there where they do have a tipping wage, it makes more sense to me because you are making up the rest, which helps out the restaurant. I think a lot of restaurants out here are going to get hurt for a $15 minimum wage. Uh, a lot of everything is going to get hurt for a $15 minimum wage. Minimum wage just went up. Uh, what is that? Uh, how do you refer to that? 150%? We went from ten dollars to fifteen dollars. Yeah, be hundred. So one hundred and fifty percent, or one third. I'm always confused on how you figure out the when you exceed because technically there is nothing more than a hundred percent. So one hundred and fifty percent is a is yeah, a term. Yeah, ten dollars to fifteen dollars would be one hundred and fifty percent. Yeah, it's a term that doesn't really mathematically exist, but it does. Whatever. Anyway, it went up one and a half times. So the biggest problem is is. My and Deanna and you as a teacher out here, your wage didn't go up 50%, exactly. 150%. So you just became closer to poverty, to minimum wage. They became richer and you didn't. You well, got, you became too. poor. And, then, and once again, if I'm tipping somebody, so heaven works it out back now and I tip her and she walks away with, she, her breakdown is now going to be like $50 an hour, roughly, if she's working at like an Outback or something like that. Right. Which starts to mean that I might as well give up my job and start exactly. work, so my master's tables. degree is <laughs> your master's degree is useless, and I'll just start making fifteen dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's this is not like trying to keep people down. Like minimum wage is never supposed to be a living wage, and no, then it's not a career goal to flip burgers at McDonald's. People don't the the people who don't understand this are fucking stupid because they've made choices in life that cause they're, they're making minimum wage and now they feel like they should deserve something out of it. And I get it. And they're going to vote to try and get the most for them. And they're ne- you're never going to get through to them. They're never going to understand that they're fucking stupid. They're not because now your rent's going to be going up. Your food prices are going to be going up. So now it's going to cost more to live. So your $15 an hour doesn't mean anything anymore. So right. In 10 years from now, it's going to be, we need $25 an hour. Right. It just, it just keeps going up. From what you're doing and, oh. To get the information you <laughs> on the news <laughs> you weren't. Let's Hello. pause that. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, all right. Anyway. Um, all of these are games. Okay. Go on. What, what, what do you got next? Oh, we still with George Wallace. Let's see. We have, let me get the phone back up. Uh, somebody's going to get killed before this primary is over, and I hope it's not me. Oh, that's Trump because it's not going to be George Wallace. Wallace. Oh God, God, <laughs> you you you've got nothing, none of them so far. 
that's a typical case on the press with misinterpretation. They take half a sentence, then they take a quarter of a sentence, and they put it to all together. I'm going to say that's Wallace, so I'm going to go with Trump. <laughs> that would be Trump. <laughs> If you look at black and African-American youth, I meant to point, I'm sorry, I mean to point a, uh, I'm at a point, I'm, no, I mean to point where they've just about never done more poorly. There's no spirit. Oh, that's like weird. If you look at black and African-American youth, I mean to point where they've just never, just about never done more poorly. There's no spirit. That's just weirdly poor. I'm going to move on. I don't, I, it's, it's just written weird. I mean, it is a quote. If any demonstrator ever lies down in front of my car, I'll be the last car he'll ever lie down in front of. Bur uh, Wallace. Uh, that'd be George Wallace. All right. Now, Donald Trump, didn't he say? No, it was Cruz who said he would run over Trump. Uh, all right. On Kimmel. I have better ones for you. Who said it? Donald Trump or Mr. Burns from The Simpsons? Ooh. Okay. Tiny children are not horses. One vaccine at a time over time. Oh, I'm going to go Trump. You're correct. Because he is the anti, or, yeah, part of the anti-vaccine thing. Well, young people are my future. I'm going to go Mr. Burns. It was Mr. Burns. Uh, why do I need another penny? I have billions. Still, if I don't take it, that hoodlum over there might. Uh, Mr. Burns? Yeah, it was Mr. Burns. Uh, he hasn't exactly had a positive impact on the thugs who are so happily and openly destroying Baltimore. Oh, that's Trump. <clears throat> that is correct. Uh, I'd look her right in. Wait a minute. Oh, I'd look her right in that fat, ugly face of hers and say, "You're fired." Uh, that's be Trump. That is Trump. <laughs> I was probably about uh, the girl from the comment moderator. I'm guessing. Yeah. Uh, you're the fattest thing I've ever seen, and I've been on safari. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go Mr. Burns on that. That is Mr. Burns. Uh, and just so you know, Svetlana will do anything for you, anything except sex, and I do mean anything. It's Mr. Burns. Is it? <laughs> Even these aren't as good as I was hoping. Uh, let's see. Our one, or our real unemployment is anywhere from 18 to 20%. Uh, good Donald Trump. That is Trump. Uh, when was the last time anybody saw us beating, let's say, China in a trade deal? I beat China all the time. I'm going to go Trump. That's tremendous. Tremendous. You have tremendous perception over there. <laughs> uh, all right. So okay. Works. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, my, my hands are big. Okay. So, yeah. My penis <laughs> isn't small. Yeah. It's funny. It just looks larger with your small hands. So is he going to win? I think he will get the the nomination because I think he has to at this point. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't think he, he's not going to win the presidency. Um, so that means that Hillary is going to be our president? I'm not so sure. I don't know if it's going to be Bernie or Hillary. I'm really confused on those two because they go back and forth and back and forth. Well, it comes down to the superdelegates and, you know, what and they Hillary ultimately choose. Them. Well, but, they say the that Hillary But the stuff that's going on them. with Hillary right now, but which Hillary, is all bullshit anyway. Hillary right? had him before Obama when it was Hillary Obama. Yeah. So, uh, you know, things could flip and go Bernie. And California's huge. It's, I forgot how many delegates we have here, like 700 five, or something? Five, uh, 550 or yeah, something. Yeah, something ridiculous. Some ridiculous number. Yeah. So winning California is a big thing. Um I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think Trump, 
the the thing I do like about Trump right now is he is going to produce a third um a a third party out there. Um because if he doesn't get it, he's going to produce he's gonna run on his own ticket, which is good for America because we need a third party. Because if we can prove Yeah, but that, that was Ross Perot did that and it didn't well, take. It didn't hold. Ross Perot didn't have the same amount of people and the amount of funding. The way some of the stuff is written is if if we can get so many people involved in the third party, then they can start getting government funding right now also. Right now, the two big parties have it written to where there's no government funding for these third parties. All the third parties don't even get put on all 50 state ballots. Right. So really, you're a third party and you can't win. Right. So him doing that can actually bring about that third parties do need to be out there. Right. But that's only if he doesn't get the ticket. If he he doesn't. Well, okay. On the other end, he gets the nomination for Republicans. The Republican, the GOP, is going to branch off because they, there's a bunch of them who don't like Trump either right? and are going to put somebody else out there, once again, creating a third party. So it may be a, either way, I think the Republican Party is going to split. They're not going to win because of their split. Well, the problem with, with that, though, is uh, from, a lot, from a business standpoint on the Republican side, looking at this just, you know, good business for Republicans is – you the republicans stand no chance of winning with third party if trump breaks off a republican's not going to win trump's not going to win if trump gets the nomination and the republicans break off trump's not going to win the republicans aren't going to win so no matter what you do you're chasing a dead horse hillary or bernie the democrats are going to win they're going to win and you're screwed so why put all of that effort, why would the Republicans put all that effort into breaking off another party when they know that it's just going to hurt the party, they're not going to win, and a Democrat's going to get it? Because now, they, need, they need to make another GOP for what GOP stands for last year before now, Trump started taking over. Now, well, the GOP, you have, if you want to go to the grand old party, you have to go back many decades before it became a real joke. Um, I mean, hanging chads and all of that shit that was happening in Florida is just the Bush years. But, uh, yeah, the Republican Party has has been a circus for a long, long time. Um, well, politics have been. <laughs> I don't know if I just say necessarily say it's them. Paul, I would, uh, yeah, okay. Politics have been a problem. Have have, but the most comical, ridiculous things come out of the Republicans' mouths. And this is, it's not me trying to be like, you know, a staunch Democrat. They're the ones that say uh, women don't, shouldn't have control over their bodies. Uh, you know, it fucking... And I agree. Uh, you can't abort so a much, fetus. There's and, so much about the Bible that they're, if rape, they're about. If rape ends in pregnancy, then God willed it. Like, it's always... It's never a Democrat that makes a dumb fucking comment like that. The dumbest comments the Democrats make are, I invented the internet. That is not something fundamental about our existence that you, you know, take issue with. So the Republicans have been like these clowns running around there, just running around saying and doing the most ridiculous fucking things. And and Trump has escalated all that because they're saying some stupid things just to get back at Trump, which they just like Kasich, who isn't great by any means, but he's just back in the meat in the wings. And he doesn't say a lot of stupid things because he wants out of that. But mm-hmm. whereas Cruz feeds into it and he's, yeah. he's saying so much stupid stuff also. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a fucking mess. I don't know. I mean, it is. And if you read the stuff, you know, I, we have friends, I'm sure you also have friends uh, in Europe or whatever uh, on Facebook who like post some stuff about, please make sure Trump doesn't become president. Like no one in the world wants Trump. They're watching us. 
Um, we even I even have someone from Australia posting like, please no Trump. But when you're a, when you're dumb and making minimum wage, everything that Trump is saying makes sense. He's to speaking you. at my level. Right. My the two syllable words, the higher minimum wage, the immigrants who are taking our jobs. I want to see some of these people who don't have jobs out there in the fields, like picking lettuce. There, there are many people. There's jobs out there. Right. We won't take them. Right. Right. So now you're now you're going to stop all those. Right. So that's so yeah. It, it's it's the lower class, I guess, who are, are mainly going I for Trump. I wouldn't say. I mean, I guess so, but I wouldn't say it's the speaking, lower class. I mean, it's yeah, clearly I, that it's clearly the uneducated. Yeah, it's the and dumb that's, people. And that's what not all lower class people are uneducated. No, but no. But it's clearly the uned the the uneducated, the dumb people who just they don't understand and. They think that, uh, yeah, you can put up a wall and, uh, you know, you just do everything business wise and you just give China the finger and you get whatever you want. I mean, they, that's the it's, art of the deal. I can make a deal with them. ISIS, eh, whatever. I'll yeah. take care of them. Yeah. It's, I, it, it's, so, uh, there's something else you recently said. I'm like, that's not how America works. Yeah. It, like, it's just the stuff you, I like, I'm not really sure he even knows how America policies work, like how he's going to get things done. I could just because I said so, it doesn't work. Well, according to report after report after report, he doesn't understand anything about politics and how politics work. There's uh, a, there was a great line. Uh, I'm on episode I guess, eight or nine of house of cards. And, uh, Kevin Spacey says, um, the business of running the country trumps winning an election. And I was like, that's a straight out fucking call (laughs) that those words were chosen specifically because he's he is clearly has no idea how to run a country. He may know how to he may have some clue of running a business, which really he doesn't um, because. But dumb people, none of his say dumb people, but people don't understand. People see his name. So he must he must do well. He's famous. His dad left him. Millions upon millions of dollars. Yeah. And he's failed at a lot of businesses. Yeah. Failed. He's like he's like the rich kid. Mm-hmm. His dad just keeps feeding him money and business fails. So I'll feed you some more money and business right. fails. Yeah. Someone had Trump. analyzed at one point that if he had taken the money that his father had given him and just invested it and sat on his ass, he'd have more money today than he actually does right now. Yeah. It's, um, but people don't see that. People just know Trump's the name. Yeah. It's failing on an enormous scale. Like if you and I walk into a casino and put $10 on black and lose, you know, nobody cares. Uh, you, but you put 10 million on black and you lose and someone cares or you win, you know, all of a sudden, you know, you're, oh my God, I guess it wins the way I should have said you win $10 on black or whatever roulette. No one gives a shit, but you win 10 million on roulette. Oh my God, you must be a genius. No, you just made the same bet. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make a fucking difference. Uh, there's an article just speaking about Trump and casinos, um, that I was reading that his Trump at one point after he opened the casino, he was running low on money. So his dad sent somebody in there to lose uh, I forgot, it was like 30 million dollars or something like that so that it wasn't a loan so, was so there wasn't taxed or anything like that so it's, it's kind of like money laundering mm. so that his business could get built built back up yeah i mean <laughs> I, I yeah it's sad about trump i the, the people are following him and it's a lot of hate and a lot of ignorance uh, it it gives. Look, I mean, it tell, it gives you a great idea. Look, I don't think those people will. I think they'll go out and they'll rally and they'll scream and they do what they're currently doing. But I don't actually think they'll vote. Well, and that's um, true. But if they do, because everyone else is, a lot of Democrats are going to be like, ah, you know, we don't have to worry about it. We're going to win. Well, that yeah, that's a problem as well. It and you know, that's problem. often, especially, although 
if Hillary gets the ticket, the Democrats are going to be much more on point with making sure people vote because they're going to be worried that people are not going to vote for a woman. So they'll stay on top of that. I think if Bernie gets the ticket, the Democrats might be a little more lackadaisical about, uh, well, you know, they're not going to vote for Trump, so we're just going to win. Uh, but Hillary, I think they'll feel like they still need to fight because to prove, you know, and, I, and everyone needs to go vote. If you don't vote, Which you is, can't complain. It's super unfair. I mean, like I saw a thing where everybody was talking about Hillary's new haircut. Like, why? If any of the male candidates got a haircut, you wouldn't care. But because Hillary got a haircut. Exactly. Like, here's a powerful woman in the public eye. Like, of course, it she's is, going to get her it, hair done. But it's not. I don't know. I think right now they're just trying to reach for things like they're you, know, you, you have reach. the Republican circus and it's, you have the Democrats who are still on focus as much as Democrats are on focus on any primary. Mm-hmm. And they're looking for something to kind of ramp up to go against the circus. Mm hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I think they do look for stuff. Yeah, like that. Women, it's the resting bitch face. Women right. aren't allowed to have the resting bitch <laughs> face, but guys are, you never, you never see a guy say to another guy, Hey man, cheer up. Right. <laughs> you look so down today. Like that's what you on the rag, <laughs> right? You on the rag. That's what guys say to girls because girls are always supposed to be smiling and happy. So, uh, Hillary can't, you know, have this resting bitch face. Yeah. Like, and then the stuff with guy, Hillary and that whole email thing. Well, from my understanding, what I've read is, okay, she wasn't on a secure server. But all those emails that weren't on a secure server never got out to anybody. Right. They're just going over it and saying it wasn't on a secure server and you're an idiot for not doing this and we should put you in jail for... But someone could have possibly have gotten in there. Okay. Possibly. Exactly. We don't know 100% that they haven't gotten out there. Uh, well, it doesn't matter if you That's do That's what the Republicans not. are trying to say. Yeah, but okay, they didn't. Because at this point, because that stuff was how many years ago? I mean, Kerry's been Secretary of State for how long now? Right. Uh, so, okay, can we let it go? So, but she, it's the same. It's not, I for the Republicans, know, I don't know if my email is on a secure server. Or not. For the Republicans, this is the whole Monica Lewinsky thing. This is the what is, if we've had various gates and I don't. What the I fuck was water, uh, not Watergate, uh, um, but uh, Lewinsky. It was white. What, what was Paula it? Dean? No, Paula Dean. What was the other one? No, I, the, these fucking things seem to come the other and go Clinton all one. The there was there was white was it, white water white white water, water yeah white water yeah. I mean, to them, they find the tiniest little infraction and just harp on it. It's like a broken tail light. That they're like <laughs> a cop saying, "Well, it could cause a major collision. It could really stop down the world." Like. If if that taillight isn't fixed, then someone runs into the back of you, it causes a chain reaction, the entire 405 stops, that leaks over onto the 10. By the time you know it, traffic in New York has come to a complete halt <laughs> because you didn't fix your taillight. That's exactly what this is. It's a fucking broken taillight. Um, and is. some idiots who just don't want to let it go. But the reason they don't want to let it go is because they got nothing else to talk about. The good news is, is the idiots of America who are voting for Trump don't understand any of this. And, and they, they don't. Just, and they think that he's made billions of dollars. No, I mean, they don't understand the whole fucking oh, ma- email don't. server oh. thing. Oh, they don't. I, they know that I get the email server thing enough for me to not care about it. I'm just like, this is exactly. no point. And if you think about it, you're secretary of state, right? You're, you're elected. They set up an email, FBI, whoever sets you up an email and says, this is your email account. You know, Vince Roca at, uh, what is it? Dot gov yeah, or whatever it is, whatever. secretary of state dot gov, whatever your thing is, you automatically assume my email is secure. Well, no, the way that this goes a little further is there was a decision made by the Clintons to move the server into the basement of their house. And I think it might have been uh, paid for privately. 
it was something they did for some convenience reason or whatsoever. Whatever. But even so, if, I pay, realizing... if I'm paying you to do it, I'm assuming it's done. Right? If I say, Vince, I'm, I'm going to pay you to right, put but... the server in and I want you to be secure. Okay, it's all done. You can get, it's up and running now. Right, but I'm the... going to be, I'm going to assume that it's up and running. I know nothing about it. I don't know if my emails are secure or not. I don't know how to tell the difference. Yeah, but this is where it gets gray. You have a .gov email address, and you're using your laptop to connect to it, and that's fine. And you're keeping, uh, you're keeping a copy of your uh, emails in Entourage or whatever email program you might have on your laptop. Your laptop is not connected to the world as a server, so it's okay. Although the government or whoever will tell you that your laptop needs to be secure and behind a firewall and all of that. Because, you know, if you're checking your government email at a Starbucks, you've got a problem because other people can sniff it and go into it. So all that seems fine and okay. Then one day you say, well, why don't we just put a central server in the house and we can stream music and movies and our email to all our tablets and all of that. This sounds convenient. And it seems like it's just an extension of your laptop. You've just sort of moved your laptop into there and now your laptop's a dummy terminal to it. And now you're conducting business the same way as you did as usual and you paid for that server to go in, not realizing that that server is actually connected to the World Wide Web in a way that any web server would be and your emails are now being stored onto that server. So the the problem is is like I guess some of the stuff that is on that server is of such a high level that it doesn't ignorance doesn't count. You would just go to jail for divulging it. Uh, you would be putting there's the clearance level or whatever that it's supposedly supposed to be because she doesn't do it. It doesn't. It's not like she maliciously puts a server and, and tries to put it out there. So you can't exactly. really think about think about your parents in doing this. Do your parents know anything? They about would not that? understand any of this, exactly. and I'm sure she didn't either. It's an older generation was, who doesn't. I, I don't understand like the whole aspect right. of everything. It was IT guys who understood what was going on, but didn't fully put together like that these emails shouldn't be on there. Like it's an easy thing. There's so many cogs in this that it's an easy thing to just think of it when you're on a PC and you're trying to figure out what that dot DLL file does <laughs> that was installed by some fucking program. That's how messed up it is. You go digging around in your program files on a PC, right? What and the hell? What's you don't this? know what fucking anything is. And that's, that's kind of what this is. It just works and it works similar to where it worked before. But all of this really doesn't matter because the ultimate thing is, is, Obama's last thing in office is going to be to pardon Hillary. It's well, it won't be the case won't be done by that, that time, no matter what, anyway, even if she gets elected, like if she get, well, she wouldn't be elected by, by then. But, um, if it goes to, so she pardons herself, if it goes to court, it's not going to, it's going to take longer than Obama thing. Is it going to go to court? No, because realistically nothing happened. It also can't go to court because then you start making public record of out of everything. <laughs> That's true. We'd like to see these. Right. It's it's just a yeah, it's just a thing. It's the whole um, Lewinsky thing and whatever other gates and controversies there were that I'm forgetting about cuz I'm going to forget about this. Oh, absolutely. In, uh, in 5 years I won't Oh yeah, there was a problem with something with her email. I forget what the hell that was. And I'm sure Obama's had stuff that we've just forgot. I'm I And hopefully in 5 years I'll be like, "Oh, you remember when that Trump dude ran? That was really fucking funny, wasn't it?" <laughs> he said a lot of funny shit. I think also Trump's issue, um the election is too long. Like if the election was held 5 months ago, like if you you're 
you know, their preliminaries and all he that. He would have won. He would have won. Yeah. You give him a lot of time and he says all this stupid stuff. He digs stuff his own costs. hole. He does. He does. Yeah. So I, I think he's going to screw himself because it's too long. Well, the other problem that comes in is like right now it is Republicans attacking Republicans and uh, there's a there's a certain limit to that. But as soon as we get into if it's Trump against whatever Democrat, the attack ads on Trump are going to be so scandalous, like people are not going to be able to get over the things, his divorces and, you know, his sexual past and the way he's treated women. The, I mean, the things he specifically said, you'll be watching NBC and there'll be a commercial will come on and you'll just hear you'll there'll be a clip of him reciting the words and you're going to get pounded with it and pounded. Oh, with it. absolutely. And they will manage to make because. Then it's the Democrats against the Republicans and the attack ad, or I'm sorry, the Democrats, the whatever, one candidate against the other candidate and the attack ad specifically aimed at Trump will just be vile. And there's no way he'll survive it. I think it's funny right now. There are attack ads against him, not for anybody. Have you seen those? No, it's I think it's the super PACs who are there's these anti-Trump ads, but they're not for any specific candidate. They're just trying to tear down Trump. Yeah, they're just trying to, which I think just. That's odd. But, but they okay. still have to do it with some dignity because you it's your own party. So you still have to walk in the same circles. It's I mean, the stuff that his kids have done will come back and haunt him. The trophy hunting and, you know, whatever hunting he may have done. Like, oh, when he the look how he turned against fucking Cecil the lion. Like, <laughs> you know, you start showing his and how boys he backtracks out there. the abortion thing recently and how he just backtracks. And oh, no, I, I didn't mean to say that you put right. me on the spot. As a politician, you're going to get questions all the time. You have to answer right away. Yeah, the attack, it's just it's going to kill him. So I, I don't see any way that he becomes president. Um, if he does, we have a lame duck president. If well, and then I mean, that's the other thing either way with because everybody on the other side of it, people are like uh, anti Bernie because, oh, my God, he's a socialist. And, you know, the president doesn't get in the office and just change everything in one day. Like there's checks and balances put in place and those checks and balances are a pain in the ass. So even if Trump does become president, things are not going to change overnight. The the Republicans that hate him aren't going to let things through and the Democrats aren't going to let things through and there'll be a deadlock. The real problem comes in is like if Bernie becomes president, he's got to fight to try and change things. If Trump becomes president, he has to fight too. The one thing that the president can do as we've learned in the past with almost no approval from anyone else is start a war. Well, yeah, yeah. They have 30 days. You can start a war and then it has to be approved within 30 days. Now, Bernie is not going to take us to war, but if Trump can't get anything else done, guess what's happening? Right. We're going to war. There's no way that he's not going to oh, take yeah. us what's to his war. latest. He wants to have um, like South Korea and Japan pay for our services. Like that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like all this stuff. No, he, he, there will be a war. Yeah, and it's not going to be a pretty war. It's not going to be a war where it's just, I mean, Afghan Afghanistan will be considered a pretty war, where we went just to one little location to fight one bad guy. This is going to be the war of, let's kill all Chinese. This right? is the, the fucking Hitler, let's, like, it's going to be a world war. It's not going to be a pretty war. And we're not going to come out of it. Smell, I mean, we're we're fucked. Oh well, you have trying to. It's not the war that you continue living the life that we're living. It's like that meme that has uh, our first president. It's like our first president George Washington and our last president Donald Trump. That's very very <laughs> possible. It's I mean, it's fucking. It is possible if if he were to take office. 
but people don't realize that. The other the good, the thing that we have going for us is when you look at a map and you look at the planet globally, people really don't give a fuck about the United States. And we it, do a lot. We get involved in a lot. But Canada's a huge mass above us. And they do their own thing, and they really don't care about us silly people here. Mexico needs, you know, to export drugs here, but that's really just the northern part of Mexico. You get into the southern southern part, South America, they don't give a fuck about America. (laughs) They just don't care. Put up a wall, whatever. You're 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 in the south part of Mexico. You don't care. Put I don't wall. It doesn't affect me. And you get into the other continents. They just Australia. They don't give a fuck about us. It doesn't. We don't affect them. They don't affect us. Everybody affects everybody, but um, it's not like people wake up every morning in Australia, in Hungary, in Italy, and going, oh, my God, I wonder what Trump's going to say today. I wonder what's going on in America today. Have they passed abortion yet there? Is Hillary going to go to jail? They don't give a fuck. Just don't care. So ultimately, we have that going for us. But people begin to care when you start poking, poking them in the chest and Trump will start poking people. And then we've got problems. They will. And a lot of leaders don't like Trump. Well, yeah. And then a lot of yeah, people. Yeah. I mean, there's already a petition and in, in Britain to keep Trump out. Parliament had to decide if they were going to. I don't know how it ever went, but there was a whole argument in, in uh, Parliament. Um, did you hear about that? The yeah. Petition? Ulti- they, uh, yeah. They actually, because there are so many people on petition, they had to debate it in Parliament. So this was an issue that was debated in what, Parliament. What was the end result? I, I honestly do not know what the only result was, <laughs> but I, I remember seeing some of the clips of them because if there's so many things on the, on the petition, that means the people want it. So it has to go to Parliament, so they have to talk about it. Um, but yeah, like, okay, so England doesn't want Trump. Well, they're an ally of ours. So he can never go into their country to talk to the, their prime minister? Yeah, it's not going to happen, though. I mean, even, uh, you know. It's not, but I mean, that tells you the way the rest of the world sees Trump. But it's also, I mean, from the rest of the world, it's also uh, grandstanding. And I don't know. I mean, I, a lot of that stuff I just kind of find silly when they're just like, when people are, I'll move out of the country if Trump becomes president. Uh, and, and I ain't moving out of the country if Trump becomes president. Hey, he's going to be, it's going to be a lame duck until we go to war. <laughs> we'll go to war and, you know, I'm going to ride it out as long as I and can. And then up to Canada I go to stay out of the war. I didn't fucking move out of California because there was an earthquake. Like, <laughs> no, I haven't left California. There's a water shortage. There was the biggest natural gas fucking thing happening here. I didn't move out of California. I'll stay here. No, and she the... got a raise. Did you read that? Who got a raise? The the head of the gas company. Uh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was like a, it was a multi million dollar raise. Well, good for her. <laughs> <laughs> Again, something else I don't really care about. I know it happened. It happened nearby. They've plugged it. I don't know. I guess uh, it's SoCal fine. Gas or whatever the um, uh, I forgot the name of the actual who owns Southern California Gas Company is uh, Sempra. Yeah, Sempra. Yeah, yeah. Sempra. She got she company. got a, a big raise. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's, it's a business. It's capped. <laughs> it's a business. It's you know. It's what they do. It's what she. I, what do you what. I, it's like they're harping over the whole bailout thing that, you know, uh, golden parachutes. It was in their contracts. That's, yeah, if the company doesn't have money, they can't pay them. But as soon as the company has money, they have to honor their contracts or they go to it court. Is, it is a contract. Yeah. So one of my friend's wife's is under golden parachute. It's not like the government bailed out Bank of America. Well, it wasn't B of A, but uh, bailed out a company 
And then that company, Neiman, uh, Goldman Sachs, bailed out Goldman Sachs. And then Goldman Sachs stole the money and issued a golden parachute. That golden parachute was in play and needed to be paid out with the, the bailout. I mean, the, again, now down to the uneducated, the dumb people, they get mad about that. They did, but it was a contract. Your company's still up and running. Is it morally right? Well, I don't know. I mean, you could say it's not, but is it because, oh, the company stole money? Isn't it morally right to honor your obligations? Right. The catch-22. Right. right. Now, they, I guess, didn't honor all of their obligations, but, you know, what do you, it's just a fucking way it is. Just move on. Yeah, once again, Worry even about as yourself. A CEO, as a, does a CEO know everything that's going on? I imagine not. Some of that stuff that happened, I imagine the CEO probably didn't know about until shit hits the fan, and that's when they start finding out about it. Because that's why you have people as a CEO, right? Don't bother me unless we're not doing well, and, and are, are there shit's going to go down, and I need yeah, to know about it. Yeah, there. And at that point, you're like, oh, we're screwed. Because the way that uh, business is conducted on the anywhere on the planet, uh, you as a boss tell your underlings that this is their quota that this is what they need to, you know, do. And your underlings find whatever way to do it. So does the ultimate boss know that there are a bunch of bogus loans going into hedge funds? Probably not. No, they know the numbers are looking good. There's just a windfall of cash that's coming in. Mm -hmm. I mean, if they truly knew, they would have prepared better. That's true. They still wouldn't be CEO. I mean, I think right. it's time for me to uh, move on to another company right now. Sold their <laughs> stocks earlier. Like if they truly knew what was happening, yeah, they would have bailed themselves out much earlier. Yeah. So, yeah, to, uh, you're you're correct. I mean, there's probably some underling who had a conscience that had brought things up. There were certainly some CEOs that had to have known what was happening and didn't do anything didn't about it. Didn't know the scale or whatever um, it was to it or... Yeah, didn't well, it didn't predict that it would cause the collapse that it did and figuring that, well, maybe that's just our company that's doing it and everybody else is doing fine. Um, and also like, well, I mean, it hasn't caught it up to us in the past 12 months. Why would it in the next 12 months? I mean, things will just keep going the way they're going. It's a new economy. Um, yeah. I, you know, I mean, even the look back to the uneducated people, you knew you couldn't afford the house when you bought it. So don't be upset when you lost the house to foreclosure. Well, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, like, you, and you signed the contract like saying, so yeah. this is going to be here, right here. It was all in black and white that you had a balloon payment. Yeah. And you were betting on, and that's the key, you were betting that you could sell or refinance the property before that blue payment was due. That is a bet. You lost. Ultimately, you were the one who was gambling. Don't, be, mm -hmm. don't hate yourself. Don't yeah. be mad at the system. You fucked up. Some of us didn't. Some of us did fine. <laughs> right? Uh, and there are people, I know people who couldn't have bought a house without that, without the subprime market and currently live in that house and currently pay their payment and manage to go through the upside down cycle. They bought houses, which they would have never have been approved for. The market went upside down and they thought, well, you know, I can make the monthly payment. And they kept making the monthly payment and now they're back on the right side of the market. So the market did wonders for those people. They're mm -hmm. homeowners now that they never would have been. But there's a whole slew of people out there who, you know, yeah, you, you gambled and it didn't pay off. That happens sometimes. Oh, yeah. You know, it's happened I, to me. If I'm making $25,000 a year, I shouldn't be buying a $600,000 house. Oh, God, it was worse than that. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was so fucking insane. 
All right. We've bored the shit out of our listeners with politics. No, we didn't. They're loving it. I'm sure it. we lost them a long time ago. Nobody is listening to me speak right now. Hello? <laughs> Sorry, were you, were you talking? Uh, so anything else? I don't think so. We should probably wrap it up, I oh, guess. We are like... Who said it? Donald Trump or Lord Voldemort? <laughs> I just looked down so and I was like, oh, these. that's pretty good. I don't... Of course, I don't know. Maybe... I hate them when they're quizzes. I don't want to do a quiz. Uh... Oh, yeah, it's a quiz. I hate politics. <clears throat> oh, who said it? Uh, I hate politics. I'm not a politician at all. Donald Trump, Voldemort, or Kanye West? <laughs> oh, there's three of them. Yeah, you can choose between them, and then you got to finish to find out uh, what answers. What if I just hit finish? All the answers. <laughs> you got them all wrong. Ah, yeah, it does. Uh, I hate politics. I'm not a politician at all. Donald Trump, Voldemort, Con- Kanye West. Kanye West. You're correct. Spoken like a true politician, you will, I think, prove most useful. Voldemort? That's correct. Uh, you need somebody because politicians are all talk, no action. Donald, I'm going to go Trump, yeah. Correct. I'd introduce you, but rumor has it you're almost as famous as me these days. Uh, I go Trump. Voldemort. Oh. You know, look, I'm a lot of covers. Oh, Oh, you know, look, I'm on a lot of covers. I think maybe more than almost any supermodel. I think more than any supermodel. Uh, I'm going to go Trump. That's correct. Uh, I'm so credible and so influential and so relevant that I will change things. Uh, I'm going to go Kanye on that. (laughs) You're correct. That's such a Kanye thing. Uh, I will have the finest team that anybody has put together and will solve a lot of problems. Uh, That's Trump. Yeah. Uh, I will be the leader of a company that ends up being worth billions of dollars because I got the answers. Uh, I'm going to go Kanye. Correct. Because he's God. He's got everything. He's bankrupt right now, right? Uh, he's just $53 million in debt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he said he's going to. Oh, that's not true. Because he said he's going to borrow it from Kim after Kim's app made money or something like that. Huh. Uh I've been challenged by so many people, and I don't, frankly, have time for total political correctness. Yeah. Well, I've heard that. Uh, Voldemort? No, it's Donald Trump. Oh, is it? Uh, <laughs> political correctness? Voldy saying <laughs> I don't know. He who shall not be named. Uh, there are certain things where I'm like, I'm supposed to say this in the press. Am I supposed to say this? Trump? Uh, Kanye. From this day forth, you put your faith in me. Voldemort? Yep. Anyone who thinks my story is anywhere near over is sadly mistaken. Uh, Trump. Yep. There is no good evil. There is only power and those too weak to seek it. Voldemort. Yep. I didn't want to do this. I just see our country as going to hell and I felt I had to do it. Trump. Yep. Before I, before I had those outlets, my ego was all I had. Uh, uh, Kanye. That's correct. No, I'm extraordinary. Oh, that's a tough one. I I can go. Mm, I'm going to go Kanye. Voldemort. <laughs> oh. All right. Uh, so I'm Vince Roca. I'm Michael Hutchinson. And for more on the show, visit getconvinced.com.